2: Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
3: This is Uncomfortable is a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it. Join host Rima Craze for a new season diving into money secrets big and small. We all have money secrets. Some are private, the kind of secret that stays in the family. And then there are big societal secrets that dictate our day to day existence in ways we don't even realize. Subscribe to This is Uncomfortable, wherever you get your podcast. New episodes out
4: now.
5: With a woman's eyes I can feel you watching in the night All alone with me and I We're waiting for the sunlight When I feel cold You warm me And when I feel I can't go on you come and hold me. It's you and me forever, Sarah. Smile. Oh, won't you smile a while for me, Sarah? Yes. Or is uh wait, did you ever see the episode of Boondocks where Tom was singing this and he was like won't you smile a while for me, Sarah? Oh no, it was Usher. He was like, Sarah. Oh god! <laughs> no, I have not See I... that foolishness. <laughs> it was the Tom's wife, Sarah Dubois. <laughs> what a disaster! Why is Dubois always a bougie uh, light skin nigga name? Ain't that Listen. Tiffany's name more insecure? Is it? Uh huh. Amanda Seals. I, I think their last name is Dubois. Back
3: in the day, niggas' last name used to be Du Bois. Du Bois, right? All of a sudden. I'm it's telling you,
5: it's like I know a family, their names was Richards for the longest. And then all of a sudden, one day these niggas told me it was Richard. And I said, What? Since when? <laughs> Since when? Well, mm-hmm. we looked up our heritage. No, it's been Richards. <laughs> Leave it, Richards. (laughs) Lord have mercy. I love fancy niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. (laughs)
3: Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to Getting Grown, where Jade and I discuss the worst hood we've ever endeavored to
5: Mm -hmm. live
3: in, honey. Adulthood. Zero stars. Wouldn't recommend.
5: All right, a Yelp review, because you know y'all stay negative on there.
3: Oh. Just terrible, but we're grateful. We are safe, and we have what we need, and we're figuring it out together. Isn't yes. that wonderful?
5: How are you doing, yes. This I'm good. I'm tired. You can hear it in my voice. Um, You know, I was yes, gone.
3: You, been being, you was being lifestyle <laughs> with a rich and this weekend. Oh.
5: You know, I was just doing a little something. I, I went to the Insecure, okay. the Insecure Festival. Insecure Fest okay i saw somebody ask on crystal's instagram they were like were vaccines required (laughs) vaccines were not only required but also on-site covet tests so yeah it was not it it was not a game oh yeah and also your girl if you notice never had people around her because we was In the back, on the side of the stage, not in the
3: crowd. You very well should have. But it was
5: a good time. Shout out to Issa for creating a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of history. You know, I was looking at some um, articles earlier and I didn't even realize that this is the first Black creator, the first Black showrunner, and a, f- wow. a first-time Black creator, a first-time showrunner, and a first-time director to be able to get a project like this at this magnitude.
3: Wow. You sir. know, between
5: Melina and Issa and Prin- Princeton? Prentice. Prentice. Excuse me. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> so sorry. It's not like he know who I am. Okay. But- <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't have to apologize to me, huh? Sorry, Princess. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I just thought that was really dope. And, princess you know, Penny. To, Princess Penny, thank you so mm-hmm, much. He'll be hosting mm-hmm. the wind downs, you know? He's got Yay. the little, the little, uh, curly cue going on here. Um that's not shade. He got curly hair. <laughs> it's very good. It's lovely. We love to see it. It's dark and lovely, honey. It is but no, nah, it's lovely. dope. And um, you know, we could talk about the show. Did you watch it? Of course. Um but I don't think we necessarily need to do that because there's an entire official oh, recap official. podcast, you know, call just a little show called Insecurity. You for know what sure. I'm saying? That was hired by HBO and Issa Rae herself. Handpicked by Issa <laughs> Rae herself. You know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of you niggas be out here and you be like, wow, my recap wow, wow. is better. And that's fine. It very well might really? be, but it's not the official recap. <laughs> I did not know that the girls yeah. were given. You know, some of the girls be given. They be my. Well, you need to listen to my recap. I mean, we can listen to your recap, you sister and brother recap? and sister. But I just want you to know that there's an official one over here. That is like, you know, it's doing well. So, you know, you might want to check that out. Uh, So, yes, it was a good time. We had a a good time, was had by all. And I'm grateful, you know, to have been in attendance, um, especially, especially to hear Jasmine Sullivan herself. Oh, for sure shit on all these hoes vocal <laughs> okay <laughs> you know Jasmine in live is just okay they're singing her praises too here in Brooklyn they're singing Jasmine's praises but Jasmine mm. is just a treat to see live and I hadn't seen her in so many years live so to be able to that was, that was my honest favorite part and DJ Artistic um, DJ out in LA he killed it that young man really knew what he was doing on those ones and okay. twos do you hear me okay had I'll me get my it. life my legs are sore honey they are honey, sore right now so you know anytime you you the me out. Up dancing work it. see you gotta work it out <laughs> jay gotta <laughs> work it <laughs> out baby no no that's for my side. hula hoop Yes. Ba-da, yeah, ba-da. Hi. Yeah,
3: yes, fiance.
5: But yes, how are you? sis How are you doing?
3: I am, yeah, holding on, child. I'm doing Holding right. on.
5: Sorry. That's
3: it. I don't have, I don't, you know, I'm doing well. One thing at a time, one day at a time. Take it easy, a or boom, boom, cheesy. That's <laughs> it. <right. laughs> Why nice. y'all pay me any mind? Why do y'all pay me
5: any attention?
3: It's really terrible. Y'all should it just does. throw
5: me away. You're just so good. You're just so good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? Why does my mind work this way? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I say for no, me, say on. you
5: know what I realized about myself? All I do is cackle. i, ca- I like a hyena. I think that's good though we I didn't even that. realize i was like You're just a wrong cackling ass it. witchy heifer aren't you? Nothing
3: <laughs> wrong with it, okay? <laughs> we deserve to laugh. We've been through a lot and you it's right. fine.
5: You say it again. So um I mean.
3: we deserve we deserve we deserve to be loved. Be loved. We yes. deserve. She at? Who knows, child? Don't talk around. No, um, I want to. <laughs> okay let's get to the trash
5: <laughs> let's get
3: to the trash child i'm sure let's get to the trash plenty of it okay plenty yes. of trash
5: clean up it's, it's time for the trash. yes noah, <laughs> hey, noah what's up name? okay i love you bye love you. thank you <laughs> <laughs> She said, "Happy recording." I am so sorry. It is now officially time for That's the trash.
3: Right. Right. Let's get on
5: into it. Let's get okay. in. So first up on this trash, you know, I will be trying to. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from this conversation, but so Kyrie Irving, oh, as we no. know, is um, not playing basketball right now, and there are many uh, people who are standing with Kyrie Irving, uh, anti Um, You know that's i i i am whatever y'all need to do for yourselves you do for yourselves but don't be up at the Barclay center busting tearing up in these, r- just tearing up. shit up there's niggas who work you know what i'm saying and they just decided they needed to come to work today so that they can go home and pay their rent and you know roll up their little blunt or whatever the case and here they are not anticipating that they are gonna have to barricade you niggas out of this shit I and mean, let me feel tell you how something. you feel
3: about feel how right. you need to feel about things okay but there's no no
5: need and no reason for y'all
3: to be tearing things up down in class
5: especially behind a nigga who said the earth was flat i mean listen again do what you need to hmm. do for you 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 if, do what you need to do personally i am not here to tell nobody what to do i know how i'm going to move in this world but you, but I'm not standing behind no nigga who tried to tell me that the earth was flat. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just not. And I'm not getting ready like to be down that. to the barclays tearing shit up.
2: And, and it's why? mostly
5: black people working there trying to keep y'all out, just trying to battle you niggas. Go on the internet like everybody else and cry. <laughs> up there tearing shit up in the middle of Brooklyn. I'm so glad I wasn't here. I know you was causing all kinds, they had to barricade shit. I know he was causing all kinds of traffic and whatnot. Just getting on people's nerves. Speaking of atrocious human beings, mm, Lil Bootsy needs his ass whooped. Whew. Man, what a um, And I'm not going to go into the hate rhetoric that he um, spewed. Um, I mean, I'm not getting ready to go. We've heard it all before, and we're going to continue to hear it because this 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 young man has demons that he needs to uh, he needs to go address. Um, he do need his ass beat. He he needs his ass beat profusely. But I do want to shout out Lil Nas X for continuing to just be who he is and not allow this bullying to make him back down from who he is. He he asked the man, do you want to do a collaboration? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to do a collaboration which pissed him off even further but i'm like you know what young man this is the kind of this is the kind of energy i can get behind this is the type (laughs) of time i'm on this is the type of troll time i'm on let this nigga's head combust on the internet i hope it blows up in little bitty pieces and we have little fragments of bootsy brain all over the place because he just he needs to be quiet he just needs to sit down somewhere put a muzzle on him mike tyson Mm -hmm. where are you because you started this conversation, come back and finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I just wanted to shout Lil Nas X, um, out in his, you know, in his resilience and being himself, um, in his and just his strength and being able to laugh and smile in the face of just hateful individuals, and just know that we're here to support you, we stand behind you. Uh, I may not understand everything but i Mm. i'm i'm just i'm i'm gonna stand behind you because i think this is disgusting um so this is really sad news uh there was a director of photography by the name of uh, helena hutchins i believe is how it's pronounced Mm -hmm. who was killed on the set of a movie um This is a, it's a, it's a, I actually saw this story, stumbled on this story this weekend. It was a really, really sad story. So, you know, it's a Western um, and there's guns that are prop guns that are being used, but apparently they weren't prop guns. They were real guns. Um, And from what I've been reading, there is so much protocol that's supposed to go into using Um, these on set you know you have to make sure there's no fragments inside you have to make sure there's no actual Mm -hmm. real but you have to make sure there's no blinks inside Um, and I don't know what went wrong here but I know something did I saw some messages from producers who were giving warnings on set and talking about things being rushed Um, and as a result a life was lost she was a wife and she was a mother Um, and we just want to send love to her family her child and her partner um and please her loved please. ones uh, for such a tragic loss, um also Alec Baldwin, who you know, this is he's the one who 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 did this unintentionally and Excellent. who knows what kind of uh what kind of trauma he's gonna suffer and what kind of you know emo- mental and emotional trauma he's gonna suffer because of negligence on set. So we just want to send love to all of those involved in such a Such an awful tragedy. Um, Absolutely. It was really, really sad to hear. So we just wanted to put that into the trash today as well. Tell me how you feel about this. I actually just put this in here because I want to know how you felt about it, given the circumstances of the human being involved. So, you know, uh, Dr. Dre's wife has been trying to serve him with divorce papers for some time now. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. guess he's been ducking and dodging like, like Tony on Girlfriend's. Um so the processor showed up to his grandmother's burial.
3: I heard about this in passing and
5: to serve him papers. Um and you know I know how I don't know. how do you feel about that? So
3: <clears throat> I want to say this. I want to preface this by saying I try to keep my mouth off of, of, off of people in terms of saying what I would do if I was in a situation because I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about Dr. Dre's marriage. I don't know anything about, you know, the wife or anything. I don't know anything about any of these people. I feel like, you know, we've heard the stories and the rumors about um, Dr. Dre and, and other women that he's been in relationship with. Mm-hmm. And, you know... We could speculate any any number of things. I will say that for me, to serve divorce papers like that, is this is it is this an indication of how badly this person wants to be out of this marriage?
5: Well, yeah. To, so that's what I so I said. Well, how? awful because what i asked myself how awful does a person have to be this is what for someone to want to be like serve him at his grandmother's funeral idgaf I I
3: mean, how how bad of a situation must this be for someone to go through to this extent to to serve mm-hmm. divorce papers um and i wonder what you know i guess the flip side of that is how hard it must be to be burying your grandmother and to experience something like this. And again, this is me having no knowledge mm. and really no judgment. I mean, you know, people do what they do and I don't listen. Like I said, I try to keep my mouth off of what I would do if I was in situations because I don't know nothing about this situation. It When I read it, I was just like, dang,
5: this is extreme. How? I thought it was extreme, but I, I also was like, you know, you know how people have problematic thinking where they're like, you know, when somebody's in a, in a an abusive relationship and they ask dumb questions like, well, what did you do to piss them off? Well, that was me in this situation just because of his god awful reputation. Well, I couldn't even I mean. go to human I'm empathy sane. initially. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, how bad of a situation does this have to be in order for this to be played out like this? Right. Um, and and you know, bad on on either part. Like yep. I just feel like this got to be a real bad, bad, bad situation in order for it to, to get to this extent. Yeah. Um, and that is what is really sad to me. That is what it's like, well damn. <laughs> to me, it's like, well, damn. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it is It is unfortunate um, because divorce is not just, I mean, just like a marriage, is not, you know, it is between, you know, the, the two parties involved, but like, you know, families are connected. And so, you know, it, it does make me think about all of the people that are involved and connected, whether it be kids, family members, all the people that are involved in this Mm -hmm. dissolution of relationship, (laughs) um... You know, it just makes me my heart goes out. My heart goes out to them because this is this got to be a bad situation all the way around for everybody.
5: Yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty bad all around. Um, you know, but I, I I just I don't feel bad for him. That's just my honest. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for everybody else. I don't. I feel bad for his grandmother. I feel bad. You know, she's being laid to rest, and like it's like now what now? And then I feel bad for the rest of the family who had to deal with it. Now <laughs> what? But, uh, but I do not feel bad for him. And I was like, I had to sit back and I was like, you know, be honest with yourself, Jay. Do you really? And I was like, I don't feel bad actually. You have you. It's numerous numerous people have come forward with what a terrible person you are and you know when you're that awful to the point where people don't want to let you even have a moment to say goodbye to your grandmother you must have been an awful awful human being it's just my honest uh opinion <laughs> sorry um no no need to apologize did we we, it, we spoke about insecure briefly but i did want to <laughs> so amanda seals Oh, is on a campaign to let you niggas know
3: she is not an AKA. And she, okay, so the thing is, and this is what I will say about this, and I'm not going to say nothing else. I think that at the end of the day, this boils down to business, right? Whose mm. business is what, and whose business we mind, and whose do we not. I will say that I feel like, while I recognize that it was probably an onslaught of individuals in Amanda Seals' mentions, I do feel like the way that she responded was a little dismissive. Um, I do think that she could have acknowledged the fact that this is a concern of people who are in this organization. I also think that, like you know, this is not something that has never happened before, and I'm not caping. Oh. I'm not saying, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. I will say that, you know, I, the AKA letters and and um, organizations, these organizations trademark these kinds of things, and mm-hmm. so I don't think that ESA or HBO or any other parties involved would have been able to do this without receiving the proper clearance. Right. Um, as such, people got a right to react to it, but I just feel like, you know, this is about like, okay, a lot of the people that are contributing to this conversation are not in the, in this organization and Uh, are not, (laughs) are not this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that there are certain things that, you know. This, to me, this is like not my business. This is AKA business, and I'm like, yeah. You know, if, they, if they feel a way about it, then okay. And I don't really talk know about if I've it. seen
5: anybody from from. The, I saw somebody. Well, I did. I did laugh because somebody <laughs> commented to Issa and said it's extremely disrespectful for you. I to saw be, her response, and she was like, "Yes, yeah, so I'll just go delete the whole episode." <laughs> That's dumb. Okay, people are depicting. They depict. I. I don't cape for amanda seals but i do no. understand no. dealing with idiots and if i probably would have probably been more dismissive
2: um <laughs> and just in the i sense, believe that i just believe in the sense where
5: I'd be like, are y'all dumb like did I you think it. that did you think that that this nigga was really batman did you think that well, this nigga was well, really okay. a serial I killer say
3: i'm not i am not greedy
5: I don't, I,
3: I don't um, And but I, I recognize that there are rules of engagement when it Absolutely. comes to these things. And I do think that there are sort of like, you know, cultural norms that we understand about how these things are handled. And, you know, I'm just saying this. if folks feel a way about it, they got a right to feel a way about it. If they do, I'm, um, not, I'm
5: not Greek, like you said, but so I... the men.
3: Right, and Amanda Seals can respond to it as she as she sees fit. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know why. I mean, it, it's interesting. I don't, want to say I don't know why, but it's interesting to me to see the the kinds of things that become conversations it's funny. on the internet.
5: It's funny because I'm I, like, wow. are y'all dumb?
3: I mean, literally, <laughs> when I opened up Twitter and saw on the side. <laughs> That this was trending. It said actor Amanda faces back. That yeah, this is oh, trending.
5: Oh my god!
3: I mean, globally. Wow. And I'm just like, well, okay. Clearly, wow. this is a conversation piece for some people, some communities, and if that's what it is, then that's what it is. <laughs> but I just, I just, I, it's fascinating to me the way that people sort of latch on to this the things that sort of catch fire when it comes when that it comes is because i
5: did see a debate the other day about a lady who got some flowers without a vase and didn't realize how large that conversation went and when i realized how large it was i said this is fucking stupid <sighs> there's lots of, and then you know I, similarly i saw in 2021
3: can you believe this i saw a group of women arguing over like tampons versus pads
5: Bitch, just use what what you're used to. I'm like,
1: first
3: of all. Just use
5: what works for you. Everybody's vaginate
3: is their their personal business.
1: Your menstrual cycle is
3: yours. You can do what you want to do. You can have beliefs. I mean, because the girls, like my mama, is still out here talking about toxic shock syndrome as if it is not 2021. (laughs) And if that's what you still hung up on, sis, then that is your business. But but that's between your you and your uterus, okay? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know why we get on the internet and feel like it is our position to sort of like you know have stuff like, law. I mean, listen, the girls is arguing over pads versus tampons, and I'm like, sis, whatever. Whatever you decide, whatever the outcome of this debate is, your cycle's still coming. It's still- <laughs> and, it, and it's still going to be your business to deal with it as you see fit. And you're so still going to use what you want to use. Exactly. So you. So the fact that y'all is really wasting the minutes of your day in here going back and forth with one another over stuff is just like, girl,
5: okay. Right. I don't. That's but listen,
3: like I I said, I'm not Greek. I recognize that there are rules of engagement, and I recognize that if I was Greek, maybe I would feel differently. Um, but you know, it was something, and and I noticed it. it. I have seen, well, I have not seen none of the ones that I follow have commented, but I had made the mistake of clicking, reading the trending hashtag, and was like, Whoa, let me get out of these comments (laughs) (laughs) immediately. this escalated so quickly and I have just got to get out of here while I still have eyebrows because Ooh. the girls are shooting shots okay it I is don't want TV get...
5: show and I, I need you all to. do y'all listen, think that Elizabeth what's the face is really a handmade like come on now y'all <laughs> think just
3: so much so the thing is, oh, so, you say went from jail in, in to Brooklyn, handmade and drumline and um not crookland high learning school days mm-hmm. you know what's mm-hmm. typical is that when we're talking about, sororities and fraternities in the fictional they usually make up of sorority or fraternity as opposed Mm -hmm. to sort of making the character a member of an actual existing organization and so i think that that is the debate here people feel like um, amanda has no right to wear these letters or this paraphernalia she didn't create the character and it's not and she didn't and i honestly would like the record to reflect that amanda is not the like this this is not the first episode where we've seen A.K.A. Paraphernalia Molly no. has worn A.K.A. Paraphernalia before mm-hmm. um, I really feel like and I don't know if I'm by myself here I feel like the issue is they don't want Amanda to wear it
5: but- <laughs> okay that might be what it is but that's also you have no control over that and exactly. to have debates on the internet about a character and about an actress who took a role as a character is dumb <sighs> I, I I I listen. I, we don't you have know, to talk about this. If networking. we want to talk about Zoe Saldana as Nina Simone, I think that is a an, an important conversation. Just that was blackface. that was way fucking <laughs> stupid. But this this is this is just dumb. <laughs> it's just a dumb. It's, it's just a lot to to take. In. Like you said, there's so many other things going on. Many um, many
3: other things in the world that we can be investing our energy and time and i'm not saying that to be dismissive because i mean no. y'all might be mad about it too but i'm just saying it was interesting to me to see the veracity with which you <laughs> niggas was typing about I just, this here
5: i just thought it was dumb that people thought that she like because she's this in a character that she's actually this in real life and i i'm like Yo, Wait, what?
3: A, yeah the, the girls that were calling her soul roar it was like
5: sis Oh, okay. That. See, y'all are dumb too. <laughs> like, everybody's dumb. Vigor, not veracity. vigor. Um, that's it for the trash because I don't even feel like veracity because everybody's dumb. dumb. <laughs> everybody's
3: dumb. Okay. Everybody's well, dumb. I'm dumb because I say veracity when I am in vigor Sorry.
5: I be saying all kinds of stuff. Don't It's okay. Go. Don't even trip. <laughs> let's move on to the shout out. My sister's popping right now, like. This week's shout-out to my sis is brought to you by Target. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of Black talent. So we're dedicating this segment to HBCUs as well. One of the ways Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. This year's winners are from FAMU, Bowie State, and Hampton. Check back during Black History Month to see the latest winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit target.com slash blackbeyondmeasure to learn more.
3: All right. It's time to shout out uh, our sis. Yes. And this one is particularly near and dear to me. And I recognize the graduation announcements are, are, they won't come around for another few months. But we decided to make an exception today. Even though the graduation isn't happening yet, I just saw it on the Twitter and I was excited. Today, October 25th, Meg The Stallion took her graduation photos. Why? Dead. Because she is graduating with her degree in healthcare administration mm-hmm. from the Texas Southern University
4: mm-hmm. in the Maroon. spring
3: of
1: 2022 that's right and we just can not
3: be more pleased okay we love it that meg is getting this degree from this hbcu she fully plans to go on and open a healthcare facility and put her yes. degrees to work to you, yes. and we just love to see the duality right this mm-hmm. is what we're all about here um living you know operating in certain in certain ways doing certain kinds of work doesn't preclude you from being successful in other areas. That's so ooh, Meg, Meg can absolutely be a number one charting true mm-hmm. live rock star and mm-hmm. also run, um, develop, run uh, a, a successful healthcare facility to absolutely. serve uh, individuals in her community. And what we do is love to see it. So absolutely. our shout out. It's for potential, for a current HBCU student and future HBCU alum, Megan the Stallion, honey, getting this degree. Okay. What was the song Texas? that you said
0: earlier they
5: made it up? Yes,
3: somebody, and I have, I'm i going to go back here so that I can say the, say the names correctly, okay? Now, our friend to the show, Dr. Fee, Felicia was Felicia! the one Felicia! Yes, Felicia reposted it, and I posted uh, Felicia's repost and said, Meg been typing fast, right? And okay. I love to see it. And I want to shout out, at 1D9S... Okay, girl, because is this a word? Yeah. At 1D9S1T3.
5: Yeah, I don't, That's I don't the know. screen
3: name. That I doesn't know. spell anything, Okay. I don't think. Okay. Because I'm looking at it, and I don't see letters where these numbers are, but One's. y'all know how y'all are. Y'all are creative with these screen names. Mm-hmm. So again, at 1D9S1T3. Her screen name is Trina Snow with the Bad Knees. <laughs> she said <laughs> she said hands on my keys type it fast on my smart shit <laughs> I love it we just love the creativity and shout yes, out to you Trita shout out to you Trita Snow with the bad knees we appreciate you and shout out to Meg <laughs> the Stallion and all the HBCU students, all the students at Texas yes. 7, and the class of 2022, we see y'all girls and boys. We, listen, we're going to
5: get to you all. We're going to get to you all just just now. Just now we're going to get to you. So just wait for it come, what, May is when we start? Graduation announcement season. Hopefully we'll be able to plan something really fun oh, in 2022. I think she's a
3: Delta. I think because, you know, it's 1913. Yes, it's DST. It's okay. 1913 DST. See, okay. Girl, she's yes, okay, she's a Delta. Thank you. Yes, she's a Delta. So okay. shout out to you. Yes. Yes. Shout Trina out Trina the you. Delta. Trina the Delta. Trina Snow with the Bad Knees the Delta. Uh, <laughs> also a, a wonderful fan and supporter of Megan the Stallion, who is our shout out for this week. We love you,
5: Meg, yes, girl. We love to see it. We love it. It. you. Graduating love from an HBCU at that, I love to see it. Purr. Well, okay. We have a very, uh, very wonderful kitchen table talk with a very special guest we want to get into. So I think we should head that direction.
3: Ole do it.
5: If you haven't tried the McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich yet, you are missing out. This crispy, juicy, tender sandwich is simply iconic and comes in three different variations that are so delicious. You'll have trouble choosing a favorite. There's the crispy chicken sandwich, which comes on a buttered potato bun with crinkle cut pickles. Then the spicy crispy chicken sandwich, my type of time, on a buttered Mm. potato bun with crinkle cut pickles and a spicy pepper sauce. And last but not least, the deluxe crispy chicken sandwich, which comes on a buttered potato bun with fresh cut lettuce, tomatoes and mayo. Customers everywhere are loving the crispy chicken sandwich. And one said, if they don't offer you their leftover bites, are they even your husband? I don't want his leftover bites. I want the whole sandwich. And I told you all what my favorite combination is. It's that spicy, crispy chicken sandwich. But then I like to add the lettuce and tomato from the deluxe. And let me tell you something. A meal, okay? A lunch. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Order ahead on the McDonald's
3: app today. We're all looking for the same things in life, beloveds. Honey, history books that actually report the truth, a new Rihanna album because she's playing in our faces as much as we love her, and skincare products that offer clinically proven hydration and leave your skin with a healthy, non-greasy, youthful, glowing finish. I certainly can't help you with the first two, but Neutrogena, a dermatologist's recommended brand, has the skincare goals covered with their Hydro Boost Facial Care line. Honey, the lines Hydro Boost Gel Cream and the Night Press Serum are both clinically proven to strengthen the skin's moisture barrier and lock in hydration for 48 hours. You'll get intense hydration thanks to both products' hyaluronic acid, which has an ability to bind to water and literally hold it within the skin surface. Neutrogena's Hydro Boost Gel Cream Baby is gel and a cream in one is made with glycerin that penetrates the skin nine surface layers deep for longer-lasting hydration. And Neutrogena's Night Press Serum will revitalize your skin overnight letting you wake up to skin that's three times more hydrated. Made with purified hyaluronic acid and supercharged antioxidants, it's a pillow-proof formula that won't ruin your good sheets and blanket honey because it melts into your skin instantly. Both the gel cream and the night press serum are oil-free, dye-free, and non-commodogenic. So you know around here on Getting Grown, we don't play with ash, honey. We keep ourselves moisturized on the inside and the outside, because our blacks will absolutely crack if it's dry. What I love about the Neutrogena Gel Cream and the Night Press Serum is that both of them leave my skin so juicy and plump and moist, honey. I'm telling you, I put it on at night, wake up in the morning as it's, it's if I just put it on. And and I mean, my skin is so good. Like I could literally walk out the door, but I mean, you gotta wa- wash your face to get in the morning. But listen, you know what I'm saying? It's good stuff. You won't be sobbing. The Neutrogena Hydro Boost line, it can be purchased at every major retailer. And you can start your hydration journey today at Neutrogena.com slash hydroboost. That's N-E-U-T-R-O-G-E-N-A.com slash hydroboost. Welcome back everyone. We're very excited to be around the kitchen table for a very important necessary conversation. And I'm excited because we are in for a special treat. Yes. Our big sister is here now. Yes. I don't know how many of you know, but you know this is real life, blood big sister to our brother Dustin mm-hmm. of the of the friend zone and holding court with with Ebony K Williams. Yes, That's she is repping rapping her set. And um, <laughs> our our real life blood big sister to Dustin is here.
5: Everyone, welcome Daria. To the kitchen table. Hey, Daria. Hi, everybody.
1: Now, Hi, everybody.
5: Just an FYI, she is Dustin's blood big sister. But Daria <laughs> has been our figurative big, big sister for well over a decade ten, now. Ten years. Yeah. Well over ten um, years at this point. You know, we love you like family. Daria's spent holidays at my house. Absolutely. We've all spent holidays together. Like, yes, we have. This is family. So this is going to be a very family feel just a forewarning. Continue. Yes. So listen. Um, come
3: with us on this journey. Dario is. You are welcome. Say hi to the people.
0: Hi, people. I'm really happy to be here, and I just want to say, yes, we are family. Um, I actually remember when Dustin came home and told mm-hmm. me about his friends, Kia, Jay, <laughs> Jay. He said, "You walked in the apartment and was like, I smell baloney." <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. Yes, this girl is hilarious, um, Tia. You know we won't go too deep, but you know about that toast. Uh, yes, Lord. The, the toast. <laughs> so there are um, euphemisms and just secret jokes that yes, I, insiders fully aware of, and that's how far back we go. And you're right, Jade. It's been like ten years. That's crazy. It
3: has. It has. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: I'm happy to be
3: wanted- here. I love you both. You're my sister. I love for you. For sure. You're our sister. We wanted to have uh, Daria come on because, you know, as many of, of you all know, as we all know, uh, October is Black uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And our big sister, Daria, is a superhero. She is a breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And we are so grateful, um, you know, for all of the ways that she, you know, fought and, and did her best, um, and really just, you know, was just an inspiration in sort of navigating that very difficult period with such grace. And to just, uh, we wanted to, to, to have you on, sis, to talk about your journey. Um, I don't know, I mean, you know, breast cancer is something that we all have, have some level of familiarity with because of mm-hmm. its just sheer commonality. But, you know, not many of us, especially those of us who are in our 20s and 30s, you know, sometimes we can think that this is something that's afar far off. That's something yeah. that we don't we have plenty of time to to worry about, so to speak. But, you know, this is something that happened to you relatively earlier in your life and wanted to just just share your journey. So walk us through, uh, you know, tell us, tell us, tell us the story. How did mm-hmm. this how did yeah. this happen?
0: Yeah, well, um, yes. Yeah. This is this is true. And even though for the most part, I, too, thought when I was in my 20s and 30s, that that was not really something that I had to think about. Um, So this is an excellent conversation. And I think I've got some information and just Mm -hmm. some experiences that I think will be really beneficial for you both as well as your audience.
5: Absolutely.
0: So um, I was diagnosed at the age of 47, three years ago. Mm -hmm.
5: I'm 50. Yes, I'm 50. Mm everybody yes Yes. that's right say it twice because be like i know it's unbelievable but look at this is why we tell y'all to drink your water and mind your business business. drink your water and mind your (laughs) business
0: and and absolutely moisturize your skin moisturize and be nice to people and i think that and and like i said i got aunties like real life aunties (laughs) on the side watching me do this if you Mm -hmm. saw them you would go unbelievable so right patreon will see them Patreon will <laughs> right. see them. We're gonna, we want them to just give us a little shout out later. But mm-hmm. um, I was 47 and living in New York. And you guys know my life. You know what we were right. doing in New York. Everybody mm-hmm. was, you know, building and, and, and living their lives and achieving their goals. And mm-hmm. I found my lump on my own through self breast exams. So I'm, I'm going to get into that a little bit. But mm-hmm. I felt it. I knew it was something that I hadn't felt before. And I walked around for about a week thinking about Mm -hmm. this. And then I went to the doctor. My niece said to me, um, I I finally shared with her, I said, I'm a little nervous. I felt something. And she was like, Daria, you have to go. So I went to the doctor um, and they sent me to a breast clinic in New York City. And I got all of my testing and everything done there. And I I found the lump, I want to say this, in October of 2018. Mm-hmm. and that was Breast Cancer Awareness Month, interestingly yes. enough. And I found it, and a week after Thanksgiving, my diagnosis was confirmed. I was what they call stage 2 triple negative breast cancer. Now,
2: what yes, I didn't know before,
0: yes, I am. I What I didn't know before my experience with breast cancer is that there were different types. I just, mm-hmm. you get breast cancer, you get breast cancer. I was ignorant about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like most people who, right. unless you have some experience with it. And so this is important for all of us and your audience in particular. And I have my little notes, of uh, course. stage two or triple negative breast cancer is a specific kind of breast cancer. And I'm not going to get too scientific here, but it doesn't have any of the hormone receptors that are found in most breast cancers. All right. Okay. And so For instance, when you see different commercials about breast cancer and people at different stages, you'll hear things like HER2, uh, Mm -hmm. positive, and things like that. Mm -hmm. I am what they call triple negative. And so the example that I used when I was speaking to some people on Saturday was, and I found this on the CDC's website, so shout out to the CDC. Mm -hmm. Think of cancer cells as a house. And Mm -hmm. the front door of that house, so the cancer cells are a house. The front doors to that house may have three different kinds of locks. Those mm. locks would be the receptors, All and right. those three re- those three receptors are the female hormone estrogen, the female hormone progesterone, and the protein HER two. Mm-hmm. And when those three elements, those three receptors, exist in a cancer cell, then the doctors have a few keys or options mm. that they can use. To kill that cancer cell. Mm-hmm. And when those receptors are not present in your cancer, they don't have those options. Mm-hmm. The only thing that works to kill triple negative breast cancer are chemo and radiation. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you know, however, mm-hmm. those are still effective options right. but they're not they come
5: with yeah. They yeah. come
0: with a lot of Yeah. yeah. So that was my only option. And then the other thing that I want to tell you about this, and my earbuds are starting to die a little bit. So okay. if I have to take them out, um, cool. you guys let me know we what to be do. Fine. Okay. okay. Um, but in any case, the thing about triple negative breast cancer, it is typically more common in black and Hispanic women. So mm, it's okay. found quite commonly in black and brown women and women in their 30s. So mm. no, one, no one knows why but those are the facts so this is a really good conversation for us to be having all right for sure because Mm -hmm. you we you guys check all those boxes right and and almost all of your audience Mm -hmm. so So, go ahead i was going to ask what Mm -hmm.
3: prompted you to like what was the self test the at-home test was that something that you did regularly that's a good Um, question okay
0: that's an excellent question I did self-exams on my own because I, I was someone who was health conscious. However, mm-hmm. full disclosure, full transparency, and this is important, I never went and got mammograms. And the reason why, you guys, mm-hmm. is because I associated mammograms with aging. And like yeah. I told you guys off camera before our converse- earlier conversation, I didn't talk about my age. I did not like mm-hmm. aging. I didn't want anyone asking me. I look young, let people think I'm younger than what I am. So Mm -hmm. getting a a mammogram, I was single in my 40s. I didn't have any kids. I'm like, oh, getting a mammogram made me face some of those realities that I really thought defined me. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't, and so because of that, I neglected my health by not getting a mammogram. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's something that I want to address in this conversation as well. We as black women cannot allow fear to prevent us from making our health a priority. So I want to stress Mm -hmm. that. That's really super important because a lot of times we don't address issues with our bodies and our health because of the fear involved or insecurities or whatever hangups we have. Mine in particular were aging and the fact that there were things in life that I wanted and I felt like getting a mammogram would make make me face those realities Mm -hmm. and my Mm -hmm. frustrations and my sadness about it. (laughs) You can't do that. And so I want right. your audience, and I want you, you sisters, my little sisters, to hear me. Sure. You can't do that. We, you Absolutely. have to make your health a priority. So mm-hmm. I, I never got a mammogram, but Kia, I did do like after my periods, after my periods every month, and I would do a self exam and just feel my breast. And so mm-hmm. I knew that that was something that I hadn't felt before, and it was. almost four centimeters, felt like a little hard blueberry. And it was Mm -hmm. in the back of my breast, or what they call at the breast wall margin. So Mm -hmm. all of those factors, triple negative, stage two, close to the margin, that wasn't good news, you guys. Mm
4: -hmm. But Mm -hmm. with
0: my self-exam, I found it. And so it was on my left breast. um, And so that's how I found it. And so once we discovered that's what it was i had mm-hmm. to make some decisions really quick your, your, your brother dustin he didn't want me to go back to michigan he was like you can stay here we can figure this out and my best friend you guys know marcel she was like mm-hmm. sis sis you know we'll take you to come on you know and it's excellent hospitals and everything in new york but i knew for my family and everyone that that wasn't really sustainable and i knew that i could mm-hmm. come back to michigan and there was a really University of Michigan has a phenomenal Absolutely. cancer center. So I knew that that would be OK. So that's mm-hmm. what I decided to do. Relocate and come back to my hometown.
5: So before I know we're going to because this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we're obviously going to talk about your journey even further. But I, I want to mm-hmm. take a slight detour um, sure. and and get in a little bit more into this kind of fear of aging. Um, yes. Because now it sounds like you have more of a comfort right around this is who Absolutely. I am. This is how old I am.
0: I see life totally different now. So, yeah.
5: What, yeah. what brought that about? Obviously, this experience. But what, like, what, um, what did, you, what kind of thoughts and things did you have in particular, and experiences that led you to being more comfortable? Because that is a common thing. We hear it all the time, right? I saw that gray hair the other day, and I mean, I had that little chin hair, and I was pissed. I was pissed. Do you, you hear me? A <laughs> <pin> hair, <laughs> no, I had a chin hair. No, I had a chin hair. Period. I never had one, oh, never and had I got. Been. I never had one. <laughs> There's I know. Welcome, girl. <laughs> Never had, never
0: had one, so
5: that was my first one.
0: So that—that's that's a really good question. That's an excellent question. Um, when you are faced with your mortality,
4: mm-hmm.
0: your priorities change. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to live. There's a, I had a whole life to live, and I am someone you guys know me. I'm—I'm I'm a positive person i lean into the positive. I'm very intentional about mm-hmm. that. So from very the very so. beginning, from the moment that I got my diagnosis, I remember when I got it in New York and they told me and Dustin was with me and he, he was just, I could see it, but I'm like, we're going to, we, we're going to do this, whatever it is, we're going to figure it out. And when mm-hmm. I got my second diagnosis, cause I want to talk about those things too. But when I got my second diagnosis, I immediately decided that I was going to be positive and my daily affirmation was faith over fear. If you go on my Mm -hmm. socials, you'll see that hashtag on all my posts. It was always faith Mm -hmm. over fear, faith over fear, faith over fear. So I really leaned into that and just the positivity and I'm blessed truly to have the best brothers on the planet. My parents went to every single doctor's appointment with me, you guys. They didn't miss one. Mm-hmm. And my family, you know, this was pre-COVID. I know I'm blessed and fortunate. There were like over 20 people in the waiting room when I had my double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. Or it's called a, the technical term is bilater, bilateral mastectomy. And we can talk about okay. that if you have questions. But I just decided I got to be positive And I have to be around positivity and focus on the positive and really rely on my faith and, mm-hmm. and just keep my mind right. Because that's a big mm-hmm. part. Of your success and how you handle it, mm. so I I'm hope that you answered your that. question. Yeah.
3: Yes. Okay. I'm I'm glad you said that um, because I think you know this is something that happens really commonly, and mm-hmm. uh, because of that, it's easy to to just very quickly go into that fearful everything is terrible. This is going to be a really bad place. But you know, stressing how important it is uh, for us to really have a positive mindset and perspective and to really believe in how much of a role that plays in sort of our capacity to really fight through this. It's super um, important. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I don't think it can be under, understated. So I want to sort of, you know, so you get your diagnosis, mm-hmm. you learn what, what kind of, of cancer you're dealing with, mm-hmm. um, and you make your decision to, to go back to Michigan for your treatment. Mm-hmm. What was your, what was the treatment plan? Like, what, like, sure. and was that something that, what, you know, let us know what kind of decisions you had to make in, in as you were partnering with your so team around thinking life, about how to tackle this.
0: Within three or four months, my life completely changed.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So
0: I had to pack up my life. I put uh, all my things in storage. You know, I, I love my apartment in New York. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to... <laughs> I had to I had to make some some real life decisions. My parents were like, We'll come to New York, but like I said, I knew that wasn't sustainable for them and my Mm -hmm. family, and I didn't Mm -hmm. want that for my family. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could get top notch quality care. So I started doing a little bit of research and one of the doctors that is in New York, she's at New York Presbyterian, and I cannot remember that doctor's name. I think it's Lisa Newman. She's a black Mm -hmm. woman. And she used to be at University of Michigan Hospital, and she was also at Henry Ford Hospital. And then she took her research back to, I think she's at New York Presbyterian now. But Mm -hmm. she focused her research on triple negative cancer and why it affects Black women and women of color disproportionately. And I think she's even partnered with some hospitals in Kenya if you look that mm. up, I'll, I'll send you the information if you want to put it on your website or whatever. I'll send you a bunch of stuff that you can absolutely we'll add, put in the description
5: box. Put it in the description yeah.
0: box. But I started researching her, and I I researched everything, and I knew that I could get really good care. And plus, my cousin was a doctor, and she was like Daria, you can come to University of Michigan, and you can do this. And so I made that choice, and then it, and I got my second opinion. I got my first opinion in New York. I got my second opinion in Michigan. And then we decided on a treatment plan. And that Mm -hmm. treatment plan for me, like I said, it was chemo and radiation.
1: There is a doctor. Her name is Lisa Newman. Mm -hmm. And she is a breast oncologist. And she had done some of her work in Michigan at Henry Ford and the University of Michigan. And so she's at, I believe she's at New York Presbyterian now. Okay. And I read about her. I started reading about triple negative breast cancer. Um, I knew with my second opinion, which was at the University of Michigan, that my options were only chemotherapy and radiation.
4: Mm -hmm. And so
1: once we knew that was the case, I decided to go ahead and follow what the doctor said. And I did a bilateral or double mastectomy, which means I had both my breasts removed although the tumor was only on my left side, Mm -hmm. I decided to do a complete double mastectomy because I felt like, let's take them off and do reconstruction. I felt that that gave me a level of comfort. The doctors Mm -hmm. told me, listen, it doesn't necessarily change the odds of a recurrence, but Mm -hmm. the personal preference for me, I felt that it gave me a little bit more comfort and peace of mind. And since I was having a complete, you know, that's a very invasive and it changes your body, you guys. So since Mm -hmm. I was doing it, I decided to do the whole bilateral mastectomy. So that was the plan. Heal from that, then start chemotherapy, then Mm -hmm. start radiation. That was the plan. Now, there were some hiccups along the way. We can get into that. But that was the plan.
5: I think it's interesting. Um, I'm glad you brought that up that you opted for a double mastectomy. Um, I have a really close friend who was also diagnosed with br- breast cancer in 2019. Mm, and yep. she was only 37 or 38 at the time. Yep. Um, she too was told she did not have to opt for a bilateral um, mastectomy, yep. but she did. She opted for it. She said just because she didn't want any, she wanted to kill any chances. Yep of anything coming back. Um, yep. But you opted for reconstruction, mm-hmm. um, which she did not. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I am I want to hear a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. So reconstruction is different for different people, right?
4: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to talk about my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew, I felt like I was 47. I felt that was young. I wanted to have some breasts.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm.
1: What I thought that I was going to do was I thought, okay, you know, I'm a little, I got enough curves so I can take some fat from my belly, give me Mm a nice little tummy tuck and Mm -hmm. (laughs) put it up here. And, you know, I was never a busty girl, right? Mm -hmm. I had disc breasts. I want to talk about that, but we'll get to that. But I was never a busty girl and my plastic surgeon, um, because what they do with that procedure is it's really invasive. They take, fat from your stomach and mm-hmm. they transfer that and create the breast. But when my plastic surgeon met with me and he did the markup, he was like, if we do this, you won't have as much, as much breast tissue as you have right now.
4: Mm-hmm. So I was like,
1: really? Here I am thinking I got to get this flat stomach and I got all this fat. And you tell me I don't have enough fat to make some <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, so that wasn't an option for me. So what I did was I had a bilateral mastectomy and I had some temporary, what they call expanders put in. And what those yes. do is they stretch the skin and they prepare your skin for implants.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. so that's a whole process. And uh, it's not easy. And I want to make it very clear to anyone listening or watching, it's not a
5: boob job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not
1: a boob job. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the worst things I personally believe you can say to a breast cancer survivor and someone who has gone through that, girl, you're getting a boob job. It's not mm-hmm. a boob
4: job. Mm-hmm.
1: By any stretch of the imagination. I have video of my father helping me. Drain my drainage tubes. Okay. Oh. It's yeah. just business. Um, yeah. So I got the expanders put in.
5: Which I heard uh, is very painful.
1: Yeah, it can be very, very painful. I was very mm-hmm. fortunate because, you know, black people, we grease up and we moisturize. We have good skin. My, my skin right. was good. Elasticity, huh? Elasticity. <laughs> was able to put the expanders on top of my chest wall muscles and not okay. under the muscle.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
1: for me, that was a, he, everybody was like, that's a good thing, the is <laughs> better, it's less pain. Even though it was some serious pain, you guys, um, that's what I did. So mm-hmm. I started that process, and a month after my surgery, I caught an infection.
5: Wow. Oh, wow.
1: And. I just was looking at some of the drainage coming out on the left side. And I'm like, this doesn't look right. My parents, we were looking at it. Um, I took a picture of it, sent it to my my doctors. And they were like, you need to come in. And I remember the, the PA, the physician's assistant, she said to me, I just want you to be prepared. He might send you to emergency, which means you might get admitted. And that is exactly what happened. And I stayed in mm-hmm. the hospital for a whole week.
3: Wow! Wow.
1: that infection. It was serious. So that was my second surgery. I had five surgeries Mm -hmm. total. That was my second surgery and I had to have that expander replaced
4: Mm -hmm. on the left Mm -hmm. side.
1: And Mm -hmm. so with that, you know, it's a toss up. Do I, is my body rejecting these or am I gonna give this another try? And I had Mm -hmm. a lot of conversations with the infectious disease team at the time. This is pre-COVID you guys. Mm -hmm. And with my plastic surgeon And it was up to me. I was the type of patient, and I think this is important. I want to say this. You must always be in charge of your health. I Mm. have an experience that I want to talk about and share with you guys after the fact, but you must always be in charge of your health. Doctors are experts. They, science, you listen, but you make the, you make the call, you make the decision. And when you are a patient and you come in there and you're intentional and you know what you want the doctors and staff respond to you that way. If you mm-hmm. come in there and you're timid and uncertain and then they're going to take control and in the end it might not be something that you want. So do your research, know your knowledge, be intentional, know what you want. That's why I said you can't be fearful. you got to face it and it's, mm-hmm. it's a struggle. It's hard but mm-hmm. you have to be intentional. So I knew what I wanted and so at the mm-hmm. end of it all I told my plastic surgeon, yes, let's we're gonna take this out and we're gonna replace it, wash the area up, put another expander in, and let's see what happens. So that's what I did. That of course mm-hmm. delayed my schedule to begin chemotherapy. Okay. And so what my doctors had to do because the chemotherapy drugs that I took, you know, the chemotherapy kills, every, it kills cancer, but it kills everything else. Mm-hmm. So my immune system was really bad. And because mm-hmm. I'd had an infection, I was already uh, you know, compromised. Mm-hmm. So that meant reversing the schedule of the chemotherapy drugs that I got. Typically, mm-hmm. people start with certain drugs and then they go on to another one. So what I did was I started a drug that went for, um, I was supposed to do 16 rounds of this drug. You went every week. And did 16 rounds. So that was 16 weeks, three months. Mm. Wait, Oof. wait, no, was that, excuse me, four months, right? Yes, what, four 12. months. Four mm-hmm. months. Um, I did 15. My body. Mm. And I remember my family, I started, have, I started feeling more weak, and mm-hmm. I fainted. I was talking mm-hmm. to my dad in the kitchen, and we were sitting there talking, and I remember feeling myself, and I fainted. And it's, mm. I, I felt so bad. It scared my parents so bad. But I think my body had just said, okay, it's enough of this drug.
2: So mm-hmm. I did 15
1: rounds. And then my oncologist, she was like, all right, right, this is good. You can take a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. And then I took a little bit of a break. And then I started um, the last set of drugs that they administered at the same time. And you do, um, what is it, four rounds of that? Yeah, because I did, excuse me, I did... I was supposed to do 12 rounds of the first drug. I did 11. And okay. then I had an additional four rounds of two more drugs that they do simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that. And I took a little bit of a break. My oncologist gave me a little bit of a break and then I did mm-hmm. those four rounds and that was it. That was that was a big deal. I made it do that. Yes, I lost every single hair on my body.
5: Mm-hmm. I lost
1: two i think i lost one or two nails
5: i can't even bring mm-hmm.
1: fingernails like
5: whole nails
1: like whole nail
5: like it the just whole, comes from, off. from the root now. to the tutor yes right now right uh,
1: and you see and, and i got a little bun on but my hair yes. i have a lot of hair you guys and it was, oh we
5: know <laughs> we know do have a lot of hair. So,
1: mm-hmm. but i'm not there yet but I'm mm-hmm. close. Everybody, like, everybody is like, Daria, your hair. Oh my you're God. So way it's, way. I'm really, I want to say to anyone that is in this facing it, or you have a loved one that is dealing with it. Every experience is different. And so it's not a monolith, you know, everybody's experience is different, mm-hmm. but just try and try again to keep the positivity going and know that you're going to get to the other side. And yeah. for people who unfortunately don't make it, for those of us that are in the battle or have overcome, the best thing you can do is be positive and live your best life. That's the best way to honor mm-hmm. anybody's legacy that's dealt with, the, with cancer of any kind, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in any case, that was my regimen with that. Then I took a little bit of time off and I had to meet with the radiation oncology team. To decide mm-hmm. about radiation
2: and mm-hmm. a quick story
1: about that the first uh radiation oncologist i met with it's me and my parents were talking and i said to him i said well this is the thing i don't want a recurrence that is my mm-hmm. issue i know that there are some serious side effects you know with radiation and i had it was rough for me um mm-hmm. and usually that's like the easier part if you will for people but radiation was tough for me too um but i decided not to go with that radiation oncologist because he actually looked at me and i said were you on my tumor board did you look at my file you know what do you think i should do he actually looked at me and said i don't remember if i was on your tumor board with you or not so you're telling Mm. me to my face you don't remember Mm. so in my mind i was like okay he's not my, he's not going to be my doctor. Mm-hmm. Telling me. Mm-hmm. You don't remember. I mean, mm-hmm. the least you could have done was really, even if you didn't, I get yeah. it. It's been a year. You don't remember that part, but familiarize yourself enough with my, my, my case Jeez. to be yeah. able to say, Daria, from a clinical and scientific standpoint, if I were you, this is what I would do. He didn't mm-hmm. do that. So I, mm-hmm. he walked out and his fellow, his fellow, the guy that was, in fellowship. He was really nice and he called me and he said, so can we go ahead and get you scheduled? I said, no, I said, I'd like Mm -hmm. to talk to, and I gave another doctor that had been recommended and I said, I'd like to talk to her and he got quiet. And then he said, I understand. He said, well, how about Mm -hmm. this? Can I make that appointment for you? I said, absolutely. I've got a Mm -hmm. a breast cancer walk with my family. I'm going to focus on that and my fundraising efforts and then I'll get into radiation and that's exactly what I did and when I sat down with that radiation oncologist she mm-hmm. sat down she sat next to me she was like listen here are the facts at your age you're young you need to do radiation I mean she was and I'm like this is what you want this is what you want to mm-hmm. hear so you can mm-hmm. make an informed decision so once again I want you guys and all your listeners and viewers to understand you're in charge of your health. And if there's yeah. anything about those doctors that you're not vibing or feeling, you need to be intentional and, and respond to that. Doctors are doctors. They are not gods.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so you have to be in charge of that. And so that mm-hmm. was really important to me. And I ended up loving that radiation mm-hmm. oncologist
4: mm-hmm. And, and,
1: and my, all my doctors, they were, I got some of the best care, but that was because mm-hmm. of what I presented And even if I was feeling some trepidation about something, I expressed that with my family and I did my research. But when I was talking to those people, it was like, this is what I was nice. You know, you be gracious and thankful, but that's how Mm -hmm. I did it. That's how I did Mm.
4: it.
1: So that part of it, and I did 30 rounds, which meant I had to go to radiation every single day for 30 days. Um, Yep. And I had, I got burnt really bad, you guys. It was a lot of torn, burnt flesh. I'm not gonna hold you up. Mm. It was bad. Um, And some people, it's not that bad, but it was rough for me. But my oncologist Mm -hmm. kept telling me, she said, Daria, it's gonna heal. And my cousin, who is a dermatologist, she was like, Mm -hmm. it's gonna heal, I promise you. And Mm I was so tired. So I I did that. Um, I did one other thing for chemo, I didn't want to get my veins poked all the time. So two Mm -hmm. of my surgeries, one was inserting, one was taking out, was I had a port put in that they Mm. can access. And that was for all my chemo infusions and it made it easy. And so I did Mm. that. So I had, I just got that taken out you guys um, this summer. Because of of COVID and everything, it delayed some things. So I Uh just got that taken out. So I did that and then I had to heal and let my body heal from all of that. And last December I had the temporary expanders because COVID delayed all of that. I had the temporary expanders Mm -hmm. taken out last December and I had my implants put in.
5: Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's a process. process. They told me it's a journey for real journey. I say Mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's Mm -hmm. a process. They told me two years I have one more thing left to do in terms of reconstruction, and I was diagnosed the end of 2018. Now, mm-hmm. I, again, let's take a year out of that because of COVID, COVID. right? Mm-hmm. So it probably would have been about two and a half years, but it, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be about three and a half years for me, but that's because of COVID, you
4: know? hmm
3: so,
1: Wow.
5: Yeah.
3: I'm curious. I'm, I'm glad that you started in the way of sort of like giving advice to folks who may be facing this or mm-hmm. supporting family members or friends who are facing this. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if there are if there's something that you know now that you wish you would have known then.
5: Yes.
1: Um, I wish. The only thing I can talk about is on a personal level, because when it comes to my my treatment, I don't really have any regrets. I'm, I'm 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 resolved. I'm resolute. I feel great about all of the choices that I made for my treatment path and my course of treatment. But mm-hmm. I wish that I had not allowed my insecurities to get in my way. Because <clears throat> excuse me, if I had not been in that headspace before getting cancer,
4: mm-hmm.
1: I probably maybe a mammogram would have picked up on that tumor. Really? Thank God for breast self-breast exams, and I did mm-hmm. that. But what if mm-hmm. I had been going and getting regular mammograms from the time I was 40? That was seven years mm-hmm. earlier. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That's
3: when you're supposed to start, right? You're supposed to At start 40, right? getting them around so 40 years old. what I old. want to
1: say about that, yeah, the I believe um, if you go to, like, the National Institute of Health or the CDC, not the CDC, or if you go to, like, Mayo Clinic or even American mm-hmm. Cancer Society, I think for women, it's at 40. but what I want to mm-hmm. say and this is something I'm glad you, you said that because it's a great segue. Um, what I want to say to you, you ladies and, and your audience is if you feel like there are some symptoms, if there's something that you aren't sure of, you tell mm-hmm. your doctor you want a 3D mammogram. And okay. And also,
3: if you have a family history, because yes. I have, I haven't had, yeah. Yep. I on my dad's side, I've had uh, some of my dad's sisters have have struggled or have have dealt with this, and so I was able to tell my primary physician like this is something that's in my family line, mm-hmm. and I want to be proactive. Yeah. Um. And my and and my doctor was able to to contact my insurance company to make sure that it could be covered. Exactly. But if you have if you have family history of, that's, of that's, it you you, sh- you can get screened as well yes if you yeah. have
1: a family history or if there is something that doesn't seem right and mm-hmm. um i sent i sent kia earlier a story i don't know if she you sent have, it to me did you guys look mm-hmm. at that okay great yeah and so i really like the tiger lily foundation that's one of the organizations that i like what they put out and I like mm-hmm. their target audience and their approach to helping women in real life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that right there, this, this black woman, this beautiful black woman started having symptoms in her twenties.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is so she's a nurse practitioner, so she's a mm-hmm. medical professional. So it's not like she, you know, had any trepidation or nervousness. Mm-hmm. She was intentional And at every step of the way, she was denied. And so Mm -hmm. that is something that we have to talk about because that happens to black and brown women all the time. And like- All the time. All the time. And it could, I believe it was a combination of her being a black woman and Mm -hmm. her age. And just to Mm -hmm. give context for your audience, she started having symptoms in her twenties. I think she was 26 and she kept going. She had discharge. she had bleeding. She had tenderness and every step Mm. of the way they kept telling her, no, that's not what it is. You just have cysts. Mm -hmm. And she ends up being when they finally diagnosed it stage four metastatic and it had spread into different parts of her body.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: When if
1: they, if, if if six, seven years earlier, someone had listened to her. Yep. This could have been prevented. And Mm -hmm. so that is why I, I am happy to be public and talk about this. And the messaging is clear for me that as black and brown women, I want you to be intentional. Never take no for an answer. If you know your body, listen to your body. Faith over fear. Don't let fear stop you. If that doctor is intimidating you or you don't feel like they're listening to you, find another doctor. If it's Mm -hmm. an insurance issue, stay on the phone with that insurance company for how long if you have to get a little you know Mm -hmm. you know how we do Mm -hmm. Mm roll your neck okay (laughs) all right no because this is your health and far too often that happens and so even though you ladies are in your 30s what you should be doing every month is your self breast exams and i have um i'll send you some some a PDF that you can mm-hmm. I don't know how you would do that but I'll send you a PDF yeah. if people want access to it that tells mm-hmm. instructions but that's the first thing after your periods every every month whatever yep. you decide on the first I, there's a, a mantra a hashtag in the, the community that I'm in with other breast cancer thrivers and survivors mm-hmm. and feel it on mm-hmm. the first so on the feel first of on the first. month if you want to <laughs> <if you> <laughs> yes know, Check your breasts then, you can, Mm -hmm. but put it on your calendar, put it in your phone, set the alarm, do that Mm -hmm. once a month. That's the first thing you ladies should be doing. And if you Mm -hmm. have a family history, you absolutely should be talking to your primary doctor about that and working with your insurance company, however they have to code it, bill it, or whatever, to get those mammograms annually.
3: Derry, before, um, okay, before we wrap up, two things we want to cover. Okay. Um... You've mentioned all of these uh, different surgeries and all of the rounds of chemo and radiation you've had to to deal with. I'm curious about cost Mm -hmm. and um, because I recognize that, you know, many of us are sort of dealing with this from various places of employment um, Mm -hmm. and, and wondering, you know, was cost an issue for you? Um, if so, if not, and are you aware of any other resources that folks might be able to access um if they're dealing with something like this?
1: Sure. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about it from two perspectives. I'm gonna talk about my personal experience and then I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. about some approaches when dealing with this. Um the okay. first thing I want to tell to you tell you guys is personally, I have been really fortunate because I had a family friend who works in insurance and healthcare. And so she was able to uh, navigate me and have staff work with me directly to provide me with some resources um, specifically for women in the state of Michigan that have breast and cervical cancer. And okay. so, because of that, I, and again, this is because I simply had this resource, I would never have known mm-hmm. about this otherwise. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have to come out of pocket for anything
3: a blessing wow what a blessing and I know it's
1: unheard of um, Mm -hmm. but and and, and there's some trade offs there you know I've I've had to sort of uh, change my lifestyle and Mm -hmm. cut back in order to be Mm -hmm. able to access those resources but for Mm -hmm. me personally I consider that right now at this stage in my life, a form of income.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's a choice and a trade off that I made.
5: And Mm -hmm. because I Mm -hmm.
1: have a supportive family and some big brothers that hold me down and parents Mm -hmm. that hold me down and family and aunties that hold me down. I'm really blessed that way. And I know that that is Mm -hmm. not everyone's experience. And so I'm sensitive to that, but that's Mm -hmm. my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Now, for people who are dealing with this and have challenges, I know the insurance companies are evil and they're beast <laughs> and nine mm-hmm. yards. What mm-hmm. I want to say to you is for breast cancer, there are countless resources for women dealing with breast cancer. So mm-hmm. what you have to do, and this is, this is messaging that you guys, this is a recurring theme on getting grown and team typing too fast mm-hmm. is, taking advantage of resources and doing your research and Mm -hmm. and and asking questions and and getting on that computer and and talking to professionals and and speaking up this is where you have to say hey listen this is a challenge I'm not going to be able to face this what type of resources are available to me what type of Mm -hmm. grants are available to me you have Mm -hmm. to ask those questions and you have to be intentional because the programs Mm -hmm. are out there there, yeah. there, there are resources available. You just have mm-hmm. to do it. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be a cakewalk and um, you won't have to come out of pocket or anything like that. But going through breast cancer, there are resources out there so that even if you have medical bills and things like that, that should not be a source of contention and stress for a person while you mm-hmm. are in treatment. And every mm-hmm. healthcare organization, every hospital, every network, they know this. And so yeah. out the gate, that is the way that they present to you. When I came to Michigan for my second opinion, they literally put me and my family, and it was, it was my parents, my aunts, a couple cousins, I think one of my brothers, mm-hmm. they put mm-hmm. us in a classroom setting. There were desks in this classroom. Mm-hmm. It was a whole day. It was a whole day experience. I met with my doctors. I met with um, social workers and clinicians. And they gave me a folder of of, of different resources and people to call for whatever you would have to deal with. And that was one of the reasons why I personally went with this hospital, because they really Mm -hmm. treat the whole person. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just about the breast cancer. They really focused on the whole person. And I like that. So again, mm-hmm. it's about knowing your options and being in. That's why I keep saying this to you guys. You have to be in charge of your health, even outside of breast yeah. for whatever yes. it is you're facing. You have to be in charge of your health. And so mm-hmm. I made the decision to go to this hospital and do my surgery and treatment here because that worked for Daria.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is the part, you know, I think in the culture, a lot of times, historically, you go to, well, so-and-so been going to Dr. So-and-so for years. That's always been mm-hmm, our doctor. Mm-hmm, you don't have to mm-hmm, do that if you don't want to. right? Mm-hmm, right. You right, can right. go to who you
3: want to mm-hmm. go to. Yeah. If
1: it right. does not right. work for you, you don't have to do that. And so that mm-hmm. mindset, that conditioning that I think culturally has existed for us, mm-hmm. you really have to be in charge of it. And that will help you when it's time to deal with finances and costs and things like that because you're going to use resources and you're going to find people and connect with doctors and professionals that that cater to you, that you vibe with, that you feel confident yeah. about and have peace of mind about. So that's how I want to answer that question. I hope I was thorough and I did. Oh, you
5: absolutely. answered it uh, based <laughs> off of your own experience. That's all, yeah. and I think that's a, sometimes that's a bit of an issue with the internet is that people speak on their own experiences and a lot of, a lot of the public tends to take those experiences and Generalize them, which that's not that this is an that's why it is an experience. (laughs) So you can only speak only speak on what you what you know what you've gone through. And I love that you've highlighted so much not only about um because we want to have further conversations about Black women's health and a lot of times how we're unheard um in the future. But I I love how you touched on that, and I love how you. A, a big message that I got from you in this conversation today was paying attention to yourself, yeah. like really focusing and like being very intentional yeah. about paying attention to your health and yourself yeah. um, from you discovering your own lump to even even seeing, OK, something is not right within these fluids let me go and ask questions about these. And I think a lot of times we're so used to just letting things happen or, oh, well, they told me this is okay. Or, well, I don't know nothing about the health profession. So, you know, discharge don't usually come out this way anyway, so mm-hmm. I don't even know what to make of this. So I love right. that you really take, took a toll on, and you really took a hold of of what you had going on and you asked proper questions so you can get the help that you really needed.
1: Yes. And, and that's important. And I just want to say Everybody's experience is different. All cancers mm-hmm. are different. All, all, mm-hmm. all breast cancers are different. All breast cancer experiences are different. And I don't want to say this is the way. I'm giving you my experience, and from that, I'm telling you elements and 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 uh, teachable moments that I had that I believe can help anybody going forward.
5: Absolutely. You know? Absolutely.
3: Are there any other sort of last minute or as we wrap up, are there any sort of other sort of takeaways or advice you want to leave our our audience, our listeners with?
1: Absolutely. One thing I wanted to to really stress, um, we we talked about it a little bit earlier, and that was the 3D -hmm. mammograms and Mm -hmm. ultrasounds. Um, I want to stress that when you get your mammogram, you ask for a 3D mammogram. And I realized that okay. not all facilities have them, but more and more have them. They're, they're more uh, prevalent and um, there's access more now than ever. And so the mm-hmm. reason why I want to say a 3D mammogram, it has advantages in detecting breast cancer in people with uh, dense breast tissue. And because the 3D image allows doctors to see beyond areas of density in your breast. And most black and brown women have dense breasts. So okay, can you tell? Can you talk a little bit about dense breasts? What is whether
5: what is a dense breast consist? Of? Like so explain a, that a little bit. For a me. dense
1: breast is a fatty breast. Yeah.
5: <laughs> okay, yeah. And when it's fluffy and nice,
1: fluffy. And even if you are not a busty girl, mm-hmm. even, let, let's say you you got itty bitty. You're in a the little, little club, bit, a right? little bit. Even if you're in the itty bitty club, it can still be kind of fatty and dense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And so most black and brown women have them. Okay? Yes. And all my tissues
5: is dense, honey. <laughs> but I'm trying to see like I'm not very soft. You all know the some tishes. people, you push on their titties and they real fluffy, they real soft. They're yeah. like billowy. I don't have that. I'm not very yeah, soft like that right you here. You my little
1: sister and honey, I know what you working with over there. <laughs> you got you got do.
5: You, you got, got this <laughs> okay. tissues, just like me. <laughs> Thank you all.
1: I, I know, uh, I you know, I know what uh, Tristan got over there. So. Okay. <laughs> so you still have them, but, okay. but Google yeah. is our friend, ladies. Um, but yeah. I, I, but Google is your friend, but you don't want to go down the rabbit hole and you don't want to go to yeah. the wrong information. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm big on the National Institute of Health. I'm big on Mayo Clinic. Those are two sites mm-hmm. that I like. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned the Tiger Lily Foundation. I like them. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a, a, an organization, a small organization that I have gotten familiar with through social media called For the Breast of Us. Mm-hmm. And oh. they are specific to black women. I don't know if you guys have seen, it's kind of been floating around social media the picture of all the black women in the jeans mm-hmm. with their breasts out. Yes. That's, yes. That's that organization.
5: We'll put all of that in the description yeah, box I'll for you all you, to check we'll, out we'll get as well. It on
1: text and y'all tell me what you want, and I'll send it to you and you can okay. get it in okay. the description for people. but Perfect. i I really want to say black and brown women have dense breasts typically, so typically. that's why a three d mammogram is important.
5: To make sure, sure we get to the root of it.
1: Yep. Yeah okay all right.
3: are there ways that we that that we or our listeners can, su- can continue to support you or support um, your work. Are there things mm-hmm. that you want to promote that's here? A,
4: like
1: well, um, nothing that I want to promote yet. Um, but, what okay. I, uh, but what I but what I want to say is when you are supporting breast cancer, when it's October and it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it's pink mm-hmm. stuff everywhere, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's walks and things like that, and that's cool. That's great. But mm. I want people to be intentional about what they're buying and what they're supporting, you know. Because mm-hmm. it's some, you know, like everything else, people take advantage. And so, oh, before absolutely, you, before you buy those that pink T-shirt or that pink uh, ink pen or coffee mug, make sure that the proceeds, proceeds. are really mm-hmm. supporting and funding research and helping mm-hmm. women in real time, in real life, as they deal with this. So mm-hmm. do, you know, be a little bit intentional about that and make sure that whatever you're doing, I mean, and I understand walks and honor of people and supporting people, and that's great. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I've done it. I love it. But, you know, everybody that, hey, you want to buy this? Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Okay, well, what are you really doing? Just, just, it's mm-hmm. caught up in the emotion. And that's with anything. We, we know how that works. So I do just Absolutely. want to say
5: you know daria we're so grateful for you coming through and getting so personal and sharing your journey with us and with all of the listeners i'm sure they're going to be super grateful there's going to be plenty listeners who who um can relate uh Mm -hmm. and we'll be really grateful for that just that being seen in that in that way so we're we love you immensely and we're so grateful for you Well, thank you. We're so grateful for you.
1: I love you both so, so much. You know that, y'all, my little sisters. And um, I know for sure that this experience for me was not just about getting breast cancer. There's more to it. And Mm -hmm. so there's so many people that have either experienced this or been touched by it in some way. So Mm -hmm. if I can provide any support and be a resource, I have to do it. I have to do it. So
5: Well, you will tell the people how they can find you oh, publicly if they want to reach out <laughs> and ask you some of those questions.
1: Okay, so my <laughs> socials are really private. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a private person. Mm-hmm. I'm a public person, but I'm a private person. Mm-hmm. But uh, my Instagram is that's Daria. You know, yep. that's Daria. So if you DM me and say, hey, I heard you on Getting Grown or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll let you in. I know like to- <laughs> that's right. All right, you got to know the password though. know, hey, I heard you on Kia. I have some questions. DM me. Slide in my DMs and DM me, and I absolutely will um, open my heart and help people. I'm I'm down for that. Y'all know that. And then you know they can, they know how to get to me, you know. I'm dustin'. Yeah. And don't be sliding
5: her DMs asking shit about Dustin either. Okay. <laughs> yes, please and thank you. Don't do right. it, okay? Well, Have well, some clues.
1: Listen, if they if they slide in my DMs asking about Dustin or any anybody in the crew, y'all know already I'm gonna be like, eh, block exactly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, access denied. So, so you the board game is strong and I don't play when it comes to my people. So I know if, that's if, right. If you do that, you can pretty much hang it. Up, I'll say that. Hang Wait, so how many aunties
5: um, we got left in the room? How many aunties one, of your of your come cheerleading? On,
1: on. Okay, so come on, P-, Aunt P this auntie PJ. Auntie PJ, hey. auntie PJ. Hey. How you doing, mama? That's you all look right. Amazing. Ah, I you love you. look the hair. amazing. Look at
5: y'all. <laughs> you and Kia are twins. Is yes, we they, are. Are. <laughs> they are twins. Her
1: hair is so listen, y'all. This is the fly eye. Look at her. <laughs> real fly, <high. laughs> she, she get real fly, y'all. I'm telling y'all. I know y'all. love it. Yeah, I know also, how Michigan black women do. Yes, honey. The, you, know how, you know, but that's also the, y'all you know, you know, don't play. She She. Like, she, <laughs> Listen, also, she don't play. Uh, her
3: Whoープáls name is Auntie PJ, about, I think. Um, about that life. <laughs> okay, about that action. <laughs> <laughs> she TTG. Auntie PJ, TTG.
1: That's
5: how
3: we get down. That's right. Team TTG. That's trained to go, Auntie.
1: I got two more that okay. Uh, I have four total, but two on each side from a mama and a daddy. Yes. I tell you, honey, they awesome. They true, I, we true. Rada dies around here. I'm blessed. I'm f- so thankful in every every way. You know, that's and a, we you know blessed. what. And the
5: fact that you express so much gratitude is what's so beautiful. Your attitude, I think, is really like a huge takeaway from this conversation is just because it's hard to stay positive in the in you know in spite of going through all of that fingernails i'd never like fingernails that's crazy to me but we love you and we are so grateful for you we're grateful for your energy we're grateful for what you bring um to the table just just energetically you're such a beautiful person daria and we're so grateful that you came and sat at the kitchen table
1: we love you you. i love y'all
5: all right, we're going to move on to this next segment, but make sure you all check out all the links in the description box that Daria touched on. We'll make sure that we have them there. Um, and if you have uh, poignant questions for her, you know how to reach her. But if you don't, sure. then just go Leave on about alone. your business.
1: All right. All right. <laughs>
5: so we'll all move on. Bye.
3: All right, love y'all. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. Win or lose, every Little League team still ends up at McDonald's after the game. You have to either have your celebratory meal together, or you just all need to commiserate and cheer each other up with good food. And you end up feeling like you won no matter what when you look around that table and see the faces of the people you love the most. And you can always depend on McDonald's Wi-Fi when you need it. I know I wasn't the only one to have some late night study sessions there. Everyone's been to a McDonald's birthday party at some point in their life, honey. Mine, I was 10 years old, was the last one I had. And there's <laughs> even, even a good chance you or someone you know got your first job at McDonald's. Or maybe you could stop by five times during your best friend's shift when they were working the counter, okay? Oh my God, that was me. I was the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know it's a pit stop destination you can rely on during road trips. Look for a McDonald's at the next exit sign. If you drive up to a McDonald's on a Thursday evening and it's especially busy, it just might be bingo bingo night. Ciao.
4: I'm oh. loving it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm loving it. Honestly?
5: Truly. All right. It is time for the Honesty Box. Um, She gave herself a pseudonym, Regine Hunter, but I want to switch it because, you know, I, I, I just like to do that. Okay. <laughs> so what do you want to call her? All right, that's fine. We can
3: we can call her uh, mm, 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 mm. let's see here let's call her okay Janisa i love vincent. it see
5: i just want to hear <laughs> kia <key> pseudonyms <laughs> so jaleesa vincent writes hello chef jade and dr kia i hope this message finds you well you may call me regine hunter but we're not doing that you are now Jalisa vincent Said. <laughs> I, she said if you like so she knew she knew what type of time we was on okay. i am emailing because you all have spoken mm-hmm. about grief on this show beautifully and i was hoping you ladies could provide me with insight my mom who was the only parent i've ever known passed december 2020 and i've been completely lost without her mm. i'm an only child and for 26 Aww. years it was just my mom and i I'm having a hard time bouncing back from the sadness, which my therapist has told me is perfectly normal, considering the relationship we have. I'm not alone on this journey, but I still feel alone often. I know my mom prepared me for this, but sometimes I feel like I'm drowning. How do you all deal with grief when it's overwhelming and you feel like you cannot breathe? Any suggestions you offer are greatly appreciated. I love you ladies and respect you both so much, and I often look at you like big sisters in my head. Thank you for your vulnerability and continuous guidance as we endeavor the ghettos of adulting. Oh, Jaleesa. Girl, okay. Let's get to it. So, first of all,
3: you're not supposed to be okay right now. You're not going to be okay right now. And I think I I want to offer that you should... Well, it's my hope. I don't want to put any pressure on you. Um, but it's my hope that you release yourself of this pressure to be okay right now. December, 2020 is just Mm -hmm. within a year, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, you know, given when I think about my grief, the way that my, my grief has showed up, uh, my brother has been gone for Mm -hmm. over five years now and Jay will tell Mm -hmm. you that I'm not okay. And, uh, I think it's just forced me to sort of reconceptualize what mm. okay even means. Um, you know, grief is not something that you get over; it's something that you grow mm. around. Unfortunately, this is a this is a kind of grief that you're going to carry with you, and your grief is not something that you should be ashamed of. You know, I've said before I I look at my grief as a testament to the to the love something. and the the weight of relationship that i have with mm-hmm. with my brother and um i see that as something that is mm-hmm. honorable i think you should i would encourage and hope that you would think of your grief as a yeah. honor is this the way that you honor your relationship mm-hmm. with your mom and so to to the question to the specific question of what do you do when it feels overwhelming? Stop trying to outrun it, and let it sort of do whatever it feels. And I will say that grief is dynamic; it's not something that's static. So whatever it is, it doesn't mm-hmm. stay that way. Um, so there, will, there are totally moments when it will feel overwhelming but you just like, like the wave, you got to let it pass and ride it. You got to, you had to ride the wave and give yourself permission to do that and know that those who are in it with you will ride the wave with you and you're not by yourself. I'm riding Mm -hmm. the wave with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that you look to this space and Jade and I as a, as a, outlet and I hope that it continues to be a place where you can just sort of escape and just sit with us around the kitchen table but this is something that unfortunately we are in the same club and once you're in
5: you're in I would encourage you um when you're ready uh to and and that's only to build on what Kia said because I fully agree that you have to allow those emotions to do what they're going to do because you can't outrun them you can't. They're going to show up in so many different ways. And sometimes it's a matter of really sitting with what that emotion is and then just allowing that emotion to leave when it's time for it to leave and the new one to come in. Um, but I would encourage you also, and this is something that Kia has done um, and a number of my friends have done, um, is, is maybe seek out a grief counselor um, as well mm-hmm. as uh, maybe a support group of people who have lost parents or really dear people close to them and are having a hard time coping um i would encourage you to seek out because community is such a vital key uh in healing a lot of times right we have our moments where we need to sit with ourselves and we need to feel what we're gonna feel and then we have moments where we need to be enveloped in community and village and so um when you're ready because this is so fresh, Jaleesa, I would encourage you to seek out that grief counselor and some sort of community that can love you and hold you when you really need that. Um, and I hope yeah. that that's helpful. And we, we love you yeah. and we send you all of our hugs. And if you need to write us, if you need you know, to start a community here, you know, until you're able to find one that's suitable for you, Key and I are here for that. You know what I'm saying? And this is a great mm-hmm. loss. This is not something that you're going to get over right now. This is not something you're ever going to get over. Your mother's nope. going to live in your heart for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, and she's going to walk with you. Um, but right now, in the physical sense, it is okay for you to feel what you feel. So just know that you're loved. Absolutely. And, um, and, and, and yeah. you're held. Like, you, we we got you. So I hope that's helpful. For sure. Um, continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail dot com, and in whatever way you pray, whatever way that you, whatever way that you do, whatever. I just want everybody to hold Jalisa tonight. I just want today. I just want you all to just take a second and just keep her. You know what I'm saying? Because she needs it right now. So. Let's show. move on to our Black woman self-care.
4: I deserve uh, uh, all
3: right. My Black woman self-care this week, I'm going to let y'all know right now it's ghetto. <laughs> but that's fun.
5: It is not ghetto. Um,
3: let me tell y'all something. I don't know if it's still the case, but when we recorded this, maybe two three days before before so like October 20 this will air mm-hmm. on October 26th um check your mm-hmm. local listings because the target got cheeses two for five dollars and there is a brand new flavor well a flavor that I have never seen right they oh. have hot and spicy cheeses
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I, I want it and just have been loving on myself through Order these cheeses. Right and I just feel so much better about my life. And so, if you enjoy thank a you. snack, you know the ministry of a good snack. Mm-hmm. I, I admonish you. I admonish you to get down to your local grocer, to the Target, wherever cheeses are sold, and see if you can get your hands on a box of these good, hot and spicy cheeses. Che- it's oops,
5: thank you. And where's the hot and spicy? You are going to be. You're going to be nothing but black. You're going to <gasps> be nothing but black. how dare you all give them 3 stars.
3: People are hating, you know, you know, you know the kind of people that leave them kind they're
5: of no, They're no they're no good, yeah. they're no good. It's probably you know who it is who's leaving them in the reviews. The chicken mm-hmm. was too can, the cheese the, the chicken was too flavored. The chicken is entirely too I bet salty. It was. Oh, just ordered mommy. me some hot and spicy. And I think I'm going to throw some. Um... Ooh, do I want to do the duos? Or do I want to do the white cheddar?
3: Yeah, because I did the duos. I did. I did Parmesan
5: yeah. and sharp cheddar. That was the duo that I'm going, I selected. That's the one that's here. So I they got cheese. its Grooves. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> yes, honey. I'm not. I've
3: not gotten into the grooves, but the grooves are advertised on the back of this box. And they have a cheddar ranch.
5: And I said, oh, I'm oh, going to have know, to get into her. You know, you know, I'm not really a ranch girl. I know.
3: know. I know. I'm just black. You know, I know I'm one of those black people I that really like likes ranch.
5: But, but it's, it's okay. Fine, y'all. It's all right. I know. Oh, but I, I think saying. that's an amazing it's black okay. woman self-care. And before I get into mine, you know, I want you all to notice the simplicity of Kia's black woman self-care this week. It's not anything that's, you know, just way out there she didn't have to go to a luxurious spa to have a self-care she's like i got me a box of cheez-its and they were great you know what i'm saying and so
2: i want to shout out one of our
5: ggb's who is very active on social media and also in our email inbox his name is joseph shout out to you joseph joseph um when at any time that he has 20 things on his heart, he unloads in the Getting Grown <laughs> inbox. And and he's and he welcome, welcome to do, to do so, do so well. because we ask for that. But what I want to encourage Joseph is as much as you need to get those things off your chest, just find just the teeniest small joys in life, just the smallest thing. Like I clipped my toenail today and it was straight. Like I did a good job with it, wasn't all diagonal and <laughs> yes, curved. And I you did know, a good your job. Your self care can be anything. That you that just made you feel better, even if it was for a millisecond out of the day, you know, and when we change our thinking into this way, and this is coming from somebody who, you know, loves the pessimist side of of life. (laughs) But I also understand how important it is for us to find those small joys and understand, you know, it's good for our health. Is good for our well-being you know so just find a millisecond of joy out of the day and say okay you know what that was something that made me feel better today so that's just a just a little piece you know from from jaditha Brown um <laughs> so, but <laughs> jadatha brown and might, you're is. not getting ready to get out of here right now because you just scratches the door for me to let you in now you in and you want to go out you
3: listen, um listen. Trail you on. hear her
5: I should I should take a video of the way she's carrying one at this door my black woman she 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 likes to so when she wants to get out she meows and then she reaches up and and like pause at the door if she's on the other side and the door is cracked she'll like push up and push it open so she can get in she's smart this one here she's a smart one um, my black woman self-care this week is I was extremely kind to white people. Now, I'm going to tell you why this was my oh. self-care because you know, I w- I wow. went out of my Who way care. to be kind. Um, and it was just from feeling on a human level. So, I'm on an airplane headed back home and you know, this couple gets on the plane and so they ask the man in front of me, "Do you mind sitting by the window um there so that we can sit together?" Now, all of this was in this comfort section of like bigger seats, right? So it's not like he would have been inconvenienced mm-hmm. to move back. But he's like, no, I don't wanna sit by the window. So it was kinda of like, oh man, okay. And the, you know, they felt bad. I'm not mad. Have your boundaries. You know what I'm saying? You have a six hour mm-hmm. flight home or a five and a half hour flight home. If you said, I specifically do not wanna sit by a window, I'm not mad at that. I don't care i don't get up i don't go pee on a plane i refuse to pee on a plane and so i just want my my comfortable seat so i was like hey my man you want to take my aisle seat i'll take that window seat and then you can let them people sit together since they got a they a couple and this we got five and a half hours and he was like you sure and i was like yeah take the seat nigga like come on so then this big old Long Island white man across the way is like, that was really nice. That was really nice of you. That was just kind. I was like, well, that's the kind of nigga I am. I'm a kind person. I was like, you know, people's kind out here. I was like, and here's how you can pay that forward. Since you are so loud and robust on this plane, when I move up to that to that window seat up there, I was like, I need you to get my bag up there for me, okay? I was like, because I'm not going to be reaching back and get it. He was Painful. like, I got you. And so when we landed, my man with his very heavy paw uh, tapped me and said, which bag is yours? <laughs> and he got it for me and handed it to me. And it was just like, you know, a rotation, well, a circle of kindness fine. on this plane. But what fascinated Painful. me so was that it was just, it was, it was mostly white people. And I was like, uh-uh true and so i and so i was just very you she hear her crying out. and i was just really proud of myself for just being yeah. so kind you know and i i could have just shut my mouth and pretend I'm i didn't hear anything but i is. didn't do that and i ended up sitting next to a, a delightful totally little old couple who fascinated me they were about 85 years old, and the wife was enjoying a bag of Cheetos. And when I tell you, I was getting my life watching her enjoy this <laughs> bag of Cheetos, these niggas had, uh, they was white. Oh. They had, she had her Cheetos. My man ordered the cheese plate from JetBlue. And then, and then mama pulled out like a Cronut and a, like a, um, and a bear claw out of her back. When I tell you, they had endless snacks in their back. Go ahead. No, I did not eat any of them. I but it brought eat. me joy to watch them just produce all these snacks. So that was my black woman self-care this week. We have a strong yeah, snack Yeah, you know, we we get busy with the snack. I was kind to white people this week.
1: Thank you. I'm proud of you. God, I'm proud you so of much.
3: you. And I mean, look at how you're kind. Right? Just started a wildfire. That man might kindness. vote
5: blue after that. <laughs> <laughs> he just might. We can only hope and pray. We can only hope and pray. Shall we move along to these petty peeps, though? Um, because I was kind enough. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> I'm with it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, it is time to put our petty on parade, and I'm ready to be a blimp, okay? Because <laughs> as kind as I was on the airplane before oh. I got on that airplane, I had to let a couple people know about themselves. So I'm sure. I'm in the airport at one of those little small stores. And what I'm looking for is, is personal Kleenex because I ran out, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. looking for mm-hmm. personal Kleenex. So, you know, they got the wall of stuff mm-hmm. where you can get all kinds of little travel stuff. Um, so I'm just like looking 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 well this girl walks in front of me in between me and the aisle mind you there was Mm. plenty of space behind me but she walks right in front and it is clear and I'm not standing all back like I don't have my seat pushed all the way back like I'm literally on the aisle like looking like where's the Kleenex and she gonna walk in between me and the wall of stuff Mm. so I was like that's, is this how you move in life? You just walk in front of people and you don't say shit? Mm. Mm-hmm. You don't say nothing. I was like, who raised you, web toes? Because she <laughs> had these weird web toes and these white Birkenstocks. She was well, working my nerves. She goes, I did say, me, excuse me, out? you didn't hear me in my mask. I said, then assert yourself. I was like, but, but more than that, don't walk in front of people. Walk behind. So like, what's wrong with you? So there was that. So oh. don't do that to people. And then... There was also, you know, when they tell you at the gate, we call in sections, so don't come up here until your section is called because it's counterproductive when well, niggas don't listen and they all gather anyway. And I happened to be in a seat on the end of stuff and, you know, waiting for my section to be called.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: And so people are gathering. They're all about. And it was two white men. It's always white men. It was oh, two yeah. white men who are walking with their things with just like reckless abandon. Their stuff is swinging. So they'll have like a rolling bag and then like a laptop bag or something. But it's just swinging with reckless abandon. When I tell you about the time, this first one knocked me in the side of my head and didn't say nothing. And it just Ooh. shocked me. So I didn't even get a chance to say no. But the second one, I played tetherball. I knocked his shit right across his body. It was his bag swung in my direction and I swung it back the other way where it wrapped around his little body. And I said, you need to watch your shit. Don't be walking through people and you know you have a bag hanging off your arm and you're letting it swing with reckless abandon. It's like, watch your shit. I'm sitting here and I'm not in a place I'm not supposed to be. So guess what he did? He watched his shit after that I'm <laughs> he watched his shit so those are my petty peeves don't walk in front of people when they're looking at stuff in the store and if you do if you have no other place to go say excuse me but if you have somewhere else to go go there if you can go around do that and watch your shit and that's it for my petty peeves what you got um mine is
3: really petty and it's because you know this is all things that are beyond all of our control right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as we all know i'm a tall yeah. And uh, as such, huh. I've been I've been facing some difficulty in the area of buying pants that fit me oh. and my body. Oh. Um, I I really have been looking for a good pair of high waist jeans. You know, I, I've been seeing a lot of the, the companies and, you know, little online boutiques and stuff. The trend mm-hmm. right now that I'm seeing a lot is like the mom jean, like a distressed
4: mm-hmm. jean that's mm-hmm.
3: high waist, wide mm-hmm. leg, you know. So it's a, it's a full look. And I have yet to find a pair of those pants with an inseam that
5: works for me. Have you looked on the ASOS?
3: So the thing about the, I have looked on the ASOS. Okay. And the thing about ASOS is, um, <laughs> I really struggle with, um, those, you know, the European sizes sometimes, oh, and yeah. um, so, because I think the cut of things can be weird, so like, ordering from those kind of international sites, mm-hmm. when it comes to pants,
4: mm-hmm.
3: when we do, like, dresses and, and, and things with Lycra, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of blessing, you know, I can really, you know, dig my teeth into that, but Yes. When it comes to denim, mm. because, you know, I'm a tall, but I also have a particular set of circumstances and, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and thighs. And so, you thighs. know, it's a, it's a triple match. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finding pants that would suit all of my unique and individual needs has been a particular struggle. And I know, Uh-oh. and I've, you know, I've taken to the Twitter to voice my frustrations as I typically do. And, of course, all of the average height people have piped up and said that I'm being insensitive and all of that. And I recognize You're being that, insensitive said, to what? Because I, you know, I said, you know, I said, you uh, know, I said, you know, this is, I, I mean, because, you know, I'm lashing out. And I said, forgive me. I'm lashing out because I'm frustrated. But I found a particular pair of pants. It was like a faux leather mm-hmm. pair of pants. High waisted. Mm-hmm. I was really excited, like, oh, I think this might be cute. Until I saw that the end scene was only 29 inches. And I said, Whose legs? Whose oh. <laughs> legs?
5: Mine. Yeah.
3: Exactly. And there were so many yeah. people that were just like, Those were actually fit my legs. And I'm like, We're not talking about you right now. But, you know, man, understand? I... I'll give you grace, you know, and forgive me. Oh, I'm lashing man. out in my
5: frustration. No, ain't no I no Forget you. are frustrated because you can't find the damn pain. Now, I will tell you I this. I can't find the pants. I don't. I obviously, I don't. I, you know, I think I do. But I don't share your frustrations yeah. in the inseam department. But mm-hmm. I do share your frustrations in the ass, hips, and thighs department. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I was surprised to find ASOS jeans.
3: Okay. Maybe I'll just, maybe i have just hesitant. Okay. Yeah, I and you can I'll buy them- like
5: two sizes if you range between okay. you know a what and a what, okay. and then like um,
2: I'll give it a you go. range
5: between a what and a what, you know. But I do find that, uh, and I think I bought a couple pairs of the the quote unquote mom jeans from there that ended up working. So I would also
3: like to say um, that this current moment that we're having in fashion, as it relates to these, yeah, yeah, clunky, yeah.
5: yeah. These shoes. Heavy oh, man. shoes. Yeah.
3: I don't know that I'm going to be able to participate in this.
5: No, um, Because
3: not. I also am a woman of a particular shoe size and just mentally can't look down and see my foot looking like a a, a recliner.
1: Like, no. I mean, the, the shoes no. are huge. Like they are.
3: what in like I'm literally looking at these shoes. Looking at them, like, these shoes look like, <laughs> like motor homes. Feet. They,
0: they look like mo- mobile
3: homes. They look like trailers. And I just cannot. Like
4: this. I
3: can't. I mean, high-end, low-end. <laughs> yeah. All of us are having a very a clunky, heavy-heeled, thick soled moment. Yeah. And I am perplexed. <laughs> just, I just don't know. You know, in know... the clunky,
5: like, I, I enjoy a Clog. Right. Okay. I've always been a clog girl. Because you're crunchy. You know. Yeah. It's just. And a I have never. Me.
3: I've probably never owned a clog in my life.
5: Oh, I've I've owned a clog at multiple ventures of my life.
3: I believe it.
5: Um, I think starting in like, and I'm not bullshit. Like fifth grade. Um, i think crocs, you know. my crocs are the closest
3: that i come to clogs
5: oh no honestly. honey i'm i'm full uh what's that lady's name what's the white lady we, uh, jamie lee curtis and and uh my girl okay uh, oh my mama God. loves a clog okay a charlotte stone <laughs> honey i do but and that's about as clunky as i'm gonna but these sneakers y'all are putting on your feet i cannot get behind this these la gears and these um Big old big, Suzukis or I whatever. Mean, what are the things called? I don't know. I just hate them I don't them know, all. but I've, seen, not I've seen
3: these big Bottega Veneta boots, the Prada boots. Everyone, all of the boots are very, very give, giving lots of material, lots of rubber. To to and I'm just like, okay, guys, if this is what we're doing, <laughs> I just don't know that I'll be able to participate. Bodegas. It's no. going to be a lot for me. I just and don't these don't designer I
5: shoes, because you saw my stories the other day when I was down at the Nordstrom, and Yo, you saw all those god awful Balenciagas. Call oh, the police! Oh, right away. I couldn't believe.
3: Because I said, "Is this the, a joke?"
1: Balenciaga
3: has put heels on on thong croc
5: rubber rubber heels on thong sandal crocs. And and rubber Birkenstocks and furry slippers. And they're just this little cork, this little screw heel. It's so fucking ugly. It is. I I was perplexed. I said that. So I know somebody's buying this and it's going to anger me who is. But I know somebody, and Balenciaga got this ugly ass. it looks like like they running for 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 presidency. They're like with the swish swish. I hate everything about it. I hate it, and I can't oh, believe man. they seriously put these shoes out. I said, what kind of dicks are y'all smoking? Because this is obscene. This is ugly. This is ugly on another level. Remember back in the day when they came out with Fugly? This is what Fugly is. It's like I just can't do it, Captain. I can't. My mother used to hate when we said Fugly. She'd be like, stop cussing. <laughs> <laughs> come on, ugly we're like oh we merged it together it's implied anyway it's- that's another episode of Getting it is Promo. implied it's implied it's like i know your mouth is filth. um thank you so much for tuning in to our foolishness thank you to daria for Yay. coming through and sharing her personal experience with thank breast you. cancer as we close out breast cancer awareness month um we hope that her experience brought some light to somebody else and please keep in mind, again, that this is her personal experience. This is not law. This is not everybody's. Um, but we wanted to hear from somebody who has thrived and survived um, thrived and survived from breast cancer. So we want to really thank Daria for coming and sitting with us at the kitchen table. And thank you all, as always, for coming through as and supporting always. us and sitting with us and, you know, dealing with our foolishness and joining in with it and also bringing your insight and All of that. We love you. You are our community. And sister, take us out. Tell the people what to do.
3: As always, you want to make sure that you're moisturizing your mind by attending Mm. to the business that is yours. You want to make sure that you are doing all that you can to moisturize your insides by drinking as much water as you possibly can each day. Okay? Mm. Every day. Not just one or two days a week, but you got to drink your water every day. And if Ooh, you want mm-hmm. to really sort of maximize this trifecta, right? Mm. You want to also moisturize your skin, because that is going to ensure that you will be able to uh, have all this moist, juicy, plump, elastic, you know, skin with yeah. some bounce back on it. Okay, that's going to that young. Neck.
5: Don't forget to get youthful. And
3: you want to, you want to when you moisturize, you want to think up. You don't want to sag yes. down. you, oh, you want to moisturize it up. upward. Motion Mm. and that will not only ensure that your skin will remain juicy and plump and delicious, Mm. it will make sure that it will not crack because it's dry. Because that's what black things do when they dry, they crack.
5: They crack. All right. All right. We'll see y'all next week.